1: that the big difference that I have to have God and through my journey in martial arts you know going from Scott Coker fighting in ESPN and then then fighting in K1 then for his fight promotion he decided to do um, MMA and the first fight card was in San Jose and they asked me to be the main uh, the, the co-main event to Frank Shamrock and you no. Know, next thing I know, I was fighting MMA. My name is Kung Lee, former Strikeforce uh, middleweight champion and
2: UFC fighter. Welcome to The Vietnamese. I'm your host, Kenneth Nguyen. Being part of a culture of nearly a hundred million Vietnamese people in the world today comes with a lot of pain, proud history, and privilege. Join me as I highlight and explore the Vietnamese experience from all over the world. What does it mean to be Vietnamese to you nowadays?
1: I take pride because i'm vietnamese and um every time i fought i uh i always represent my people the vietnamese people and all the people across the world you know i mean and especially here in america is you know it's, it's like the, the the asian community um is uh th- there's a lot of violence going on a lot of you know asian hate going on and and uh you know I, you know every time i fought I remember when I was younger, I grew up, I was being bullied, you know, coming to this country from, you know, Vietnam and, you know, it was, it was tough. So, um, and, and times are tough now for, for everyone. And and it's it's not because you get bullied in school, but there's real criminals out there trying to, you know, hurt the Asians, you know, and it's not, not just the Asians, but it's happening everywhere with everything. But there's a, a massive increase in the, in the Asian hate crimes.
2: How old were you when you started the uh, martial arts?
1: I started martial arts when I was 10 uh, more because I was getting beat up a lot and bullied. So uh, my mom wanted me to, you know, do some kind of martial arts. And, you know, I, 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 she, she took me to a a few classes. I liked it, but it was never consistent because my mom had to work sometimes three jobs.
2: Yeah. And when you started to do martial arts, did you see an improvement in getting bullied or, you know, school, you know, interactions with other kids?
1: Actually, you know, um, when I was getting bullied and I, then I started taking martial arts because I had a really good teacher. Um, I was able to walk away from from trouble. But then, then later on, when I got to junior high, it was a little bit different because if you didn't hold your ground and... You know, you're a chicken. It was a lot lot of it was like peer pressure or just the influences that was going on at the time. So a lot of times if if you don't stand up for yourself, then you're going to keep getting picked on. And I realized I kept getting picked on. So I just started, you know, if someone's picking on me, I just threw the first punch.
2: See, and and that's the thing I think about society today or kids today or, you know, just the decision to take the first punch if you are getting picked on as a group of people like Asians or, you know, high school you're getting picked on by yourself. How do we tell our kids, you know, I have young kids and when they get to junior high or I'm wondering, do I tell my son like, no, just beat the fuck out of whoever picks on you or do I hold that back and say, no, just walk away?
1: Actually, now with me, um, because also, you know, my son, he can hurt someone, but at the same time, um, uh, all my sons can, you know, they, they all know martial arts and um, my other two from my wife, Sunshine, very athletic, you know, and, and and just very athletic so they can hold their own. But I would just say why, you know, two wrongs won't make a right. So the best as as a parent, as a dad, um, you got to guide your son to be able to talk his way out of it or, mm. or just ignore it, back up and get out of like, you know out of that harm's way, because I think when you fight someone, the only thing that you really gain is you know, actually two things that you gain. You either hurt someone or you get hurt or you both get hurt, but then you have now you have an enemy. Why do you want an enemy? Right. That That's why instead it's all about, you know, being, you know, trying to be like, you know, like, look what Jesus taught us, you know, how he walked, how he treated his disciples, you know, I mean, I mean, that you, you got to bring you got to be the light in, the, in, in in this world, or there'll be too much darkness. So you got to tell your kids, hey, even though you know how to fight, just walk away from it. Why hurt someone?
2: Knowing what you just said today, right? The the idea of like Jesus Christ and and how he treats people, would you have like take back go back in time? And I mean, would you see it differently in terms of like getting into the fight game?
1: For, for me, I, I believe my, my journey is everything that happened, happened for a reason. That's what, what I truly believed, right? Um, I was able to represent the Vietnamese people, but I was able to give all my glory to God Almighty, the Most High. And now that I'm raising, you know... Fighters. Well, boys, and I, I was coaching at one time, um, and being from the fight game, I'm able to... Kind of navigate through this craziness. I mean, I think back then uh, had, had had its like peak, but right now there is no peak. the The world we live in just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. I mean, that's what I see. I, I'm not sure what you see, but I don't see, you know, where everything's going to go back to being great. It's not. I think, you know, um, it's just going to get worse.
2: When you were coming up as a 10 year old and you were going to martial arts did you think like this is a professional route that you would take one day
1: definitely not you know um, I, I just uh, I just knew that every time I come home and you know my mom says why didn't you fight back I just I didn't know how <laughs> so I thought what I do you know I try I do my best and then uh, you know the, the this, this story goes in different, like, like, like stages, right? I, I, this is the first time I, I, like, I'm open to just speak about it because I feel like it'll help. It'll help other kids. Right. At the time, I didn't know how to fight. I didn't know how to do martial arts. I wasn't wrestling. So I didn't know how, and before some, uh, on a few of my other interviews, I just kind of skipped it or just said that, you know, when I finally did stand up for myself, I started throwing the first punch. Right. So basically what happened, was just I didn't know what to do. So I asked my mom, I don't know what to do. And, then you know, she, she, she says if someone hits you, you got to hit them back. And I'm like, well, maybe we should, you know, which I, I got to learn how to punch someone. And She's OK. I take you to let's look around for some martial arts schools. So we went looking around and we, we, we found a, a, a you know, pretty good school. They sparred. You got to make sure if you're going to put your kids in a dojo, interview the instructor, you know, make sure he's legit and then uh watch some of his classes. The most important thing is watch the sparring because that's as lo- as real as it's going to get and depending on what kind of sparring that he does, I would suggest nowadays there's a lot of uh, martial arts styles but pick one that will work the top and the like the ground game as well. You know, so and then, uh, and then, but back then I I went probably for about 10 months consistently. But then after that it was just like lucky if I get to practice once or twice a, a month, because all the jobs, my mom had to right. continue to, you know, besides her full-time job, because she wasn't making like the ends meet. So she would have to go out and get other jobs to make the ends meet, you know, so, um,
2: no can I ask you a little bit about your own father are you open to discussing that
1: oh my dad no. um my, um remember take that away from the father for me there's only one father that's yeah. God almighty the most high I'm a dad you know i I see everyone else we're just dads you you know you got to credit the most high that's that's just how it should be because without him we would never be dads we wouldn't be sitting here talking we we would we, play who knows where we'd be at right but um i, I didn't have a, a strong relationship with my dad um uh, he stayed back in vietnam um why, you know, why
2: did he uh, stay back in vietnam
1: um he had another family you know um, got it uh so uh, you know my 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 mom says you know she's going and he had a chance to go and he decided to stay. And, you know, um, it is what it is. But later on, they try to work it out and it didn't work out. And, you know, it, uh, it's just part of what the world, you know, conjured up because, you know, I, like I know from reading the Bible, God wants it to be like, like Adam and Eve, always together, the only two together, you know, so.
2: Yeah. and and. And what what kind of relationship did you have with your father uh eventually
1: um the relationship i have with my dad never strong right ne- never inspiring uh, uh and there was not really nothing inspiring that came from his mouth to motivate me uh, i think some good motivation was like he was a judo champion in vietnam so, so when I-, I started wrestling you know he's oh you Let's see what you got. You know, I remember getting tossed around and landing really hard on the living room floor. And then that 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 play, I can say that filled me in 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 a in a good but kind of like a negative way. You know, so every time I wrestled, I I I had that chip on my shoulder, and I wanted to, you know, like just um, you know do damage. And um, so and I went in, and then you know, luckily being, you know, uh, guided by the God because I, I was faithful at a young age. I had good coaches and the coaches always used to say, Hey, it's not about being angry. You actually perform. Um, you don't perform as good as when you're angry, when you're just having fun, you perform better. And then I just started having fun and everything Wait, you, I did. I try believe- to make, it, I make, make it fun.
2: Yeah. But do you believe that? Cause I look at guys like you with the rage and Mike Tyson, People who have like true deep down chips on their shoulder seem to to get by pretty well because of that fuel that puts them over the edge, uh, gives them this extra competitive advantage over people who are just kind of like not having that. Back in the day, I, today might be a completely different thing because of how technical fighting is. But I think back in the days, like nine, in the 90s and the 80s, you see all these like greats in the fight game. They just have so much rage uh, for whatever it is. And a lot of them, you know, didn't have father figures unless it was their coach or their grandfather. Or, you know, who, who was your father figure at the time?
1: Um, I would say my granddad. But you know, if, if you if I look back at the whole spectrum of my career, yeah. of everything that that happened, I I have to credit God Almighty because because through my grandfather, I, I remember when I really took notice and we're always eating and then he was always there like last to eat and he's just sitting there making sure everyone's eating and then one day I just said, you know, in Vietnamese, Oh my, we you know, my my Vietnamese wasn't I would yeah. speak part Vietnamese and English to him, and he said, I want to make sure everyone wow. is uh fed before I eat. And then uh then every time he eats, before we even before the family even eats, he has us doing a family prayer. You know, then then he would be the one teaching me about like stuff in the Bible and about God. And I didn't understand that much about Jesus back then because I was so young I just wanted to play. But I know God Almighty was the creator of all things, heaven and earth and everything. And then so I I was uh I was more like um religious and uh a faithful follower. Right. And I knew there was I knew there was a devil because what he taught me but not until now i realized i looking back at my looking at back at my career because i would i was always in prayer before my matches after my matches a couple days before my matches and then along with all the prayers that we when we eat together as a family and my grandfather used always say did you say your prayers Mm. did you say your prayers did you talk to the father you know and then um, I, that would just stick in my head, so I'm always talking to the Father, and I would just talk about I, I I didn't even realize I had a relationship with him. I just talked to him, and then then I would say, uh, you know, I love you, and then down say my Our Father, and then Hail Marys, and and but now I don't even say Hail Marys because it's really, you know, I would rather say just the Lord's Prayer because it's what what, what I'm learning now, you know. So yeah.
2: no. Um, did your grandfather ever get to watch you fight?
1: My grandfather would only watch me uh, f- um, fight on video or on pay per view, but he, you know, he would never go to a fight. Um, Why? I think they all came at, to a couple wrestling matches, and then uh, he said it was just, uh, you know, seeing someone he loves out there, you know, fighting Thank off you. their backs and stuff like that. And then uh, it wasn't for him, but uh, it, it was just. I I remember every time I I was done any of my MMA fightings or any of my professional fights, I would have to call home to make sure because he would literally be on his knees and pray until he knew that I was safe. So every single one of my professional fights, that's what my um, my mom and my aunts told me that, you know, because I remember one time I didn't call back because I was celebrating and then, my phone was blowing up, but I didn't pay attention to my phone. Then when I got it, they're like, you got to, are you done fighting? I was like, yeah, I'm done. It's one in the morning. The grandfather's still praying for you. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, so, so, um, you know, I, from that day on, I'll, I'll always make sure I won, I won, I won, you know, even though uh, across the, you know, in Macau, you know, when I beat Rich Franklin and even when I lost, uh, you know, that I would say I lost and, Yeah. I learned and yeah. Thank you for the prayers. And so that's, that's kind of like, kind of like what, what got me to where I'm at, you know, as, as a, as a fighter in the martial arts and as an MMA fighter, you know,
2: Now what, uh, what's your journey to get to the UFC? How did that happen?
1: Uh, the, the journey to get to the UFC was, I was like, I was content on what I already did in MMA and, then. uh, and then uh, ufc just had bought out strike force and when i said you know if i'm going to fight again i'll fight in the ufc if the ufc uh, can't get me out of my showtime contract then then i'll just retire and do movies you know and then they said i knew um, i was in uh lorenzo fertita's and dana white's uh you know um the ufc office and they gave me a new new contract, they terminate my Showtime contract. And then, you know, um, almost a year later, I'll, I was fighting on the card.
2: That's the early days, right? Yeah. Now, were there other Vietnamese fighters that were signed with the UFC before you?
1: Uh, no, I, I believe I was the first Vietnamese fighter that was signed to the um, to the UFC. And uh, mm, Yeah, you would have to do some research and find out if, if I was
2: Yeah, okay. I, well, I know in your division, for sure, uh, yeah. in your weight division, for sure, you're the first. Uh, but there are, um, there are other, I think, other fighters that may have been signed around your time or before. But um, yeah, there, there's a lot of information online. But because I hear that all the time from different people. And I'm always trying to figure out who was the first Vietnamese to, to, to fight in the UFC. Yeah,
1: I, I think it's not about who's the first, but who made the biggest
2: the biggest impact
1: yeah you know so and then that footprint just leads the way for all the other fighters
2: right 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 and yeah certainly yeah your impact in in the ufc for for all of us you know just like that win at the nfl you know we were all during those years we were just like oh my god this is amazing big vietnamese guys that were just crushing it you know on 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 mainstream sports yeah yeah Amazing uh, to actually, watch.
1: Huh? I remember um, I forgot what show it was, but that Nguyen ended up winning the award. It was in Houston in Texas. And then uh, I came in as the runner up. So,
2: oh, wow. wow!
1: but at that time I was in a professional. I was still a
2: amateur. Oh, so yeah. So yeah, he's was much more uh, ahead of. He was probably the first Vietnamese. Um, recognized in, in mainstream sports uh, in our generation. Yeah. Yeah. Now you talked about acting. Um, what, what, what inspired all that?
1: Um, I think just watching too many Bruce Lee movies, you know, and, and then <laughs> I realized, you know, um, after fighting, you know, what did I want to do? Cause I, w- while I was fighting, I was, I also ran, you know, a dojo, you know, and it was just. You're the first one in the last to leave you know i felt like you know and i couldn't really pay the attention as a dad to my kids if i just continued to do my yeah. game and the, you know doing this and then just opportunities that i got and like the, in the movie fighting with channing tatum then pandorum with ben foster and dennis quaid and then working with the long car uh long car uh, Wai and then uh, wu ping in china it was just uh you know i got a chance to experience it and then uh then i then i found out you know about how uh how how the how the business really really works you know what i'm saying so
2: t- tell me about that what do you mean by that what
1: well you know what um I just feel like that uh you you kind of have to you know give up something like sell something you know that doesn't even belong to you or the devil you know in order to get to that highest level so you know and then uh you know I you know it's just a choice that that when it came down to it, do I continue to pursue this career or do I do I um you know what do I want to do? You know, and then 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 I with my wife, I found that um that her mom does exorcisms and she's has done over half the exorcisms with her mom mm-hmm. and then uh, then helping people and then you know then I, I realized um and then I got closer to the father. And I understood the relationship of the father and the son and what the son did for us. And, and then things started opening up and I started, you know, seeing the, some craziness in, in, you know, in LA, like they, everyone's saying it's the city of falling, uh, city of angels. Yeah, that's the city of falling angels. There's a lot of demons. There's just a lot of it's it's like everyone's in such a spiritual warfare you know like you know it, 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 like i i feel that everyone's so far from the ancient you forgot who created you look, look you know it's it's tough you have kids right yeah you, you talked about should what how you should you know what age you should train your kids but like what you should really worry about like a lot of parents is I, I took my son out of uh, my son Anthony out of um, out of high school, and he's homeschooled. LGB, uh, you know this, this this how this how I see it. You know, God didn't create Adam and Steve; He created Adam and Eve. And with the LGB, when 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 they're starting messing with your kids, and it's like nationwide here, right? I mean, look look what's happened. Look what's going on mandatory vaccine at one point i believe biden just got covet and he's quadruple vaccinated
2: yeah so you, you, know, you know i'm going to um you know yeah there's so many topics that we can go into and uh i think that having uh a conversation before you and i we've had conversation before about this And it's hard for me to to go toe to toe with you on certain topics, because I think we we have our there's differences that we have. And then there's very similar things that we we share together. I think the the idea of a creator and the idea of um, somebody who um, watches over this entire um, place, this this world, there's got to be something that is designing all this intelligently and, and happening correctly right um, yeah you are
1: completely right but if you're thinking about going toe to toe then then that defeats the purpose right how about you share your knowledge and i share my knowledge with you
2: right right that makes sense that makes sense right yes that that totally makes sense but i don't think i'm personally equipped to to share i think the things that i'm because i i'm still i think that i'm still trying to work out a lot of things
1: so why 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 don't why don't I hear what you're trying to work out and then maybe because you know I truly feel God speaks to me
2: okay sure sure um damn we're gonna do this <laughs> why not <laughs> I have so much love and respect for you um and I, I guess I just don't you know and I'm glad we're talking about this because I I've never wanted this show to be about confrontational style or you know and I think For you to even ask me that shows that you trust me that i'm not gonna you know go into that heavy confrontational space i think and i and i'm flattered that you think that that i think you feel safe enough that we're not gonna like lose it but i'm not so sure that i have what it takes to to really get into it um to, to to really express my views wholly without it being fully shaped to go out and and really have the this debate so with that being said let's attempt to do it um the you know you started out with the lbgt right now (laughs) i think this i have a lot of uh gay friends and i have a lot of gay family members uh i can you know there's 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 quite a few in my family and i've spent a lot of time with the gay community and you know i'm in the artist community so we spend a lot of time with each other there's a lot of love there's a lot of um understanding and beauty uh, as human beings with each other and a lot of acceptance that I have um, been able to to be a part of. I come from the U.S. military, the U.S. Marines from 1993, 1997. I came out of that. I came in and I came out as a Republican. I had very strong Republican and I grew up uh, very religious, uh, Christian background. So I share the same sort of theoretical genetics that you do uh about christianity and you know but after sort of maybe 10 years of leaving the marines um i you know went to usc and you know uh, studied a lot more about human behavior and anthropology and it's opened my eyes to understand the way a lot of people think including you from where you from where you come from and from where the far the far right and the far left and everything in between I'm I'm I have empathy for everybody's viewpoint um so that's kind of where I stand I I'm I'm in support of the LGBTQ community through and through I'm just hardcore that's why I've left the Catholic Church or Christianity because I feel like if you cannot accept all of God's children then what have we left we, we can't leave people out. It's just not, this is a really black and white situation. We can't leave anyone behind. Lesbian, gay, trans, we, everybody should be included under God's love. And that's the way that's the one thing that just, I can't get over. And so that's basically how I feel on a very fundamental level.
1: Okay. Um, I totally understand where you're coming from and, um, Here's, here's where I'm coming from, right? Everyone has a choice, whether they make the right choice or the wrong choice, right? But here we're talking about our kids here. Now if they're gonna shove it down our kids' throats and make them confused about what gender they are. Then I have issues with those people and the LGB because they're shoving it down our kids' throats. And as a father, I mean, as a dad, There's only one father. As a dad, I won't stand for it. So I take my kids out. I'm not telling anyone else to take your kids out. Fair enough. This is my choice I'm making for my kid. But at the same time, because you know there 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 are a lot of good memories, but then there's a lot of bad habits that you can pick up in high school or school in general because you're with all these other kids. Now look. If if, if if you don't see what what the lgb push has created girls are getting raped in the bathroom okay now there's transgender uh where the male thinks that he's a female and he competes in the female division and he's and he's smoking all of them because yeah. he's a male
2: The and now now this so, is where we have to sort of step in and figure that part out right because that's not that doesn't make any sense to me either you know you can't compete as a former male in a female division that just doesn't make any sense to me because the amount of chemicals the amount of hormones all of these sciencey things that are occurring within the male and the female difference is going to not create a healthy competition. Why can't we create a separate category for trans comp competitors? Right? No, no it could be right.
1: But whatever elites or whatever, whoever's running this, you know, there's 13 bloodlines of the Illuminati. But
2: but you know what, here, I, I can
1: go into this deep. Yeah. But if you look at if you read this book, the 13
2: bloodlines
1: of <laughs> Illuminati, they push
2: Okay, but I I think, I think a lot of people like at that level where they're trying to make these decisions, right? And like, I, I don't know if I can, I'm even qualified to go toe to toe with you with the Illuminati and all that. But I can logically, from a very simple person, I'm a very simple guy, deduce this, which is this, a lot of people are still trying to figure out at the management level, how to classify elite athletes. And I think that they haven't figured it out yet. And then once they see like that swimmer, uh, Leah, I'm, I can't remember her last name. Once they figure out that she went in and just creamed all of these elite swimmers, that we can't do this. It, that doesn't make any sense. So I think that they're trying to figure out how to reclassify the transgender um, athletes that are crossing over from, you know, men to, to woman and woman to man. So I think that that people are still figure it out. And once they've figured it out, it's just like, you know, uh, the, the use of steroids or drugs in, in the fight game, you know, there's different levels to the understanding, uh, like USADA and, and what they've done to the UFC and how they've managed all that information. I think it's, it's an evolution of sports, of humanity, and it changes.
1: No, no like, like I said, like, I understand where you're coming from right and you're looking for a solution where there is no solution they created this right but and that and that's that where
2: Hey, and we can can kind of they coexist. created
1: this hey you, you know like um let's not make this into like a debate i'm trying to give you my knowledge and yeah, yeah, you gave sure. me what you feel as as a parent but like i feel like like i'm not going to step on any toes you know how you parent is how you parent, but like I'm gonna I'm gonna talk like as me as a parent, right? When I see the big picture, LGB, transgender, and all I didn't hear it about three, this about you know three years ago, and all of a sudden out of nowhere they they shove it down our throats. I mean, let's just not talk about the sports because that's very that's a minute that's a small percentage that we have to worry about. OK, that that the athletic commission in whatever sports should handle that real quick. But they're not they're going to let they're going to let it go. It's in the Olympics now. The most important thing is our children. Now, if our children becomes confused because I just did this um, um, show for my friend. It's, it's a pilot episode and they had three kids on there. And this was all about the kids, uh, about their journey. I, I, I had to talk to someone who wanted me to explain, you know, LGB or explain maybe that they're not a, a female, but they, they might be a male or they might be, you know, in between. I, I was like, whoa. So, so right away I said, Father, speak to me. Right away, I felt like, why are they doing this to kids? Why isn't there like a, a set a limit when they're mature enough to be talked about it? Maybe it should be talked about in college, but why are they shoving it down our throats now? And when you when you are okay with it and let your kids go to school with it, your kids are being affected without whether you know it or not. So it's it, the reason why I said, you know, God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. If if you truly seek the knowledge and you've truly read the bible all the way through then you know are they and god here's the thing god is a merciful god now they realize oh this this isn't part of the bible are they willing to give that up are you willing to give up your house are you willing to give up everything and just walk the path with with god no no one's going to a, a very, I, i'm i'm not going to speak for everyone but for the majority no yeah for but the uh, few yes yeah. because we we understand and we seek God with all of our hearts yeah. but this is being pushed on us this is an agenda and i i have to say with with all the knowledge that you already have and already know you you, you you support it because of what you do. But like, you got to understand, what if it affects your kids? Well, what if your kids start thinking, sure, let me your let girl me Needs a boy now? Sure, or let me l-
2: let me answer that. That's a great question. And a fair question. Um, I think humanity is evolving. And I think hundreds of years ago, there probably existed the same amount of percentage of people in different cultures, because you can read about American Indians having its Own classifications of transgendered um, Indians Uh, there's there's records of all of this stuff that happened in the 1500s and 1600s and you can go to Thailand and you can see the classification is totally different from the way us Judeo-Christian society views this stuff so if you want to take it back to like hundreds of years ago this has always been and my suspicion is it's been going on since the beginning of mankind so when you ask me how i feel if my daughter um i'm going to be frank with you um i think my daughter is a very girly girl female i i don't think that's going to happen but if it did happen i would ask her and talk to her and have a conversation about what does it mean how did you arrive at this idea and really talk to her And get to know what that journey is for her and i would be like what you said is i would be i would emulate god the father and jesus christ and understand john 16. god is love and i would love my daughter regardless of who she was i would love her i love my daughter and my son so much that i want to emulate god and i want to emulate uh, i want to emulate what god said in john 16 which is god is love and i tried to talk to my mom and dad about that when i was growing up i was like wait a minute there's like so much hypocrisy and molestation and all this like crazy stuff happening in the catholic church and all i need is to understand god is love and if and if we remove all political lines if we mo- remove all sort of theoretical things in the world and and remove polarization and sides and red and green and all all we go back to is God is love and we all will be fine. So if I treated my daughter and got to know her and got to understand like what her thought process and go, you know what? I hear you and I love you continue to be you that that's how I would do it. Right. That's just me. I'm like, I would love my daughter. I would love my neighbor. I would love people just the way, uh, in the Bible god is love and that is you know it's printed i think on the bottom of these in and out cups right it's it's a huge thing that i feel like my mom and dad could never fight back when it came to that word for me they could never answer in their logic to fight back with any of the okay so wait you're telling me like this whole homosexual like group right here has to get out of the catholic church or any sort of Christian church because they're gay, that doesn't make any sense to me. They, they're they not hurting nobody. They're not doing anything to anybody. Were you born gay, Mom? No. Were you born gay, Dad? No. Well, nobody's coming after you guys for being straight. you know. Let's just, uh, this is the way I, I kind of told my mom and dad. I was like, let's just let them be. Let everybody be. And we can try to practice what you are teaching me from your Bible, which is God is love. I'm just telling my mom and dad that and like, it's right? It's like their throats stopped, they can't, they can't reply to that. Because you can't tell me that my connection with the Creator is a direct connection, I sit and meditate, do my 20 minutes in the morning and night, and I'm talking to and I'm thinking and connecting with this like, huge being right this uh, omnipresent omnipotent powerful being that doesn't reside in the priest, doesn't reside in the, the church, doesn't reside in some temple or some synagogue. It's just me having a direct line with my, what you classify as your father. And I, I agree and I respect that. And then I think that the, 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 the LGBT community or any community in the world you know, is fair game for love.
0: Okay. So
1: I think, I think you're totally missing the point where, where I'm coming from. Right. I, I'm, I'm saying, okay, here, let, let me break it. I'm not attacking the LGB. I don't mm-hmm. even really care about them. Okay. I don't even want to think about them because h- how I feel is I took my son out of school because they're shoving it down. My right. son's throat, right. Trying to make him think differently about his masculinity Six, seven, yeah. and and we all know that what what, what what's happening they want to take the masculinity out of man and and so when when people that's why people who you say you meditate and and maybe god god has heard you and that's why we're talking now let's let's go back to your daughter okay you told me she's a girly girl you don't think that's going to happen to her but the school's agenda Twisted her mind, and all of now she's tampered into this where it says in the Bible says it's a sin, it's blasphemy against our Father. And your 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 daughter was starting out great, likes boys. Now you got to keep boys away from her, and all of a sudden, you find out one day that your girl, your daughter, slept with with um, a woman, with with another mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. And and did and and maybe told you about it, and but the true reason why she did that is because the school shoved it down her throat. So so where where do we, where do you draw the line? Uh, right. And right. how how come the schools have taken God, the Father, who you 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 meditate to twenty minutes twice a day? How come you're not upset about that, but you support LGB? You don't support the Father? You need to support the father. These are his commandments. These are his words. How come we're not living by his words? How come you're not living by his words? This is your daughter. She's fine, she's girly, but you don't think she'll ever turn. But what if she did turn because of the LGB pushing in schools, in small schools? I, I I even have a video that they're teaching kids in high school Oral sex and anal sex. So they're, they're, that that's how they're gonna stop, like you know, the population. the 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 Georgia stones just got struck by lightning and it went down. You don't think our 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 father's upset here? Oh, I I know he's upset. And in in the Bible, what everyone should realize knows when he comes back, his robe's gonna be blood. When he comes back, he's playing music, and he's gonna be smiting the the wicked. Of course, everyone's gonna be judged. I'm not one to judge. I'm just letting you know what's written in the Bible. This is the Bible prophecy is gonna happen. And I I am over here, I'm sticking up for my son. Now, if L, there's an LGB group, I'm not going out of my way to mess with them. I'm staying in my own little my own little bubble here. But they're they are going out of their way to mess with my kids. So I'm putting a foot, I'm putting my foot down and i'm letting everyone know if 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 you are gay I'm, I'm i'm not going out of my way to attack you but your LGB is going out of the way to attack 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 my kids so 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 i'm 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 going to protect my sons <laughs> and and I, for for me i would hope every other parent would protect your kids your kids are going to school hey okay, so God doesn't make mistakes. We make mistakes. God gives us choices, and he and 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 he doesn't micromanage. Here's the big thing: Moses went up to the hill after he showed all all his people that he split the red o- the, the 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 red sea with this with the staff because he had faith in God. It opened. They walked through it, and there's a even a documentary on History Channel or Discovery about this, and everything says that it opened. Then 50,000 pharaoh troops came after them. Now his people saw what happened. They walked through this ocean that was open and then the pharaoh the pharaoh soldiers came through 50,000 of them with one command. The, sw- the ocean swallowed them up and all these people were saved. Moses did it through faith because he believed in the Father. So after after that, then Moses had to go to the mountains to get the to um, accept the the Ten Commandments. When he came back, everyone was doing some nasty stuff, already worshiping another, you know, God. And that's how easy we are deceived because the the devil, his name, he has many names, but I'll, t- I'll, I'll give you a few ancient foe of mankind. He was there from the beginning. Who who do you think? Even in the Illuminati. It says they were the one who created gays. It's in there, 13 bullet lines. You, you can look it up. And and uh, and and after that, our father still forgave these people because Moses asked them to. I mean, the, the, there's a line you gotta draw. If, if you're gay or lesbian or LGB or transgender or whatever you are, stay in your lane why 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 are you trying to cram everything down all these kids and and the parents so as parents you should like see what's going on
2: um first of all i want to comment on our discussion i want to tell you how much i appreciate you giving me the chance to to list uh to to speak and then vice versa we're having a it's a it's a very uh civil conversation that i would love to continue this in person with you one day because i think that um i don't have things figured out i'm this is because i don't have a lot of friends that that sort of think the way you do and um i've left that sort of that community a long time ago and one day i think you and i sit having hours long uh dinners uh w- if you're in la and i'm in uh, up north in san jose uh you're still up there right um then we can carry this on for hours and i think that um I'm, I'd be more sort of open because right now I'm I'm processing a lot of this information and I want to continue a civil discussion and I want no problem. Yeah, I,
1: you, you know, I, I wasn't getting like, like no no you I'm weren't this passionate. This yeah. is my passion, you know, my yeah. passion because like like I'm I'm, I'm not trying. Let, let, let's just cut this off here. Just know that when you were talking to me and your knowledge, you're not you you skip A sure. B C. You sure. jump right to D. Sure,
2: what sure. What is
1: D? And, and turn right to the devil the D stands for devil because fair, I'm telling yeah. you right now who do you think owns schools
2: yeah I'm, I like like I said we we can we can uh talk a lot uh, a lot longer about this in person and I and I want to and I want to I, this is what I want to show the world that two people the Vietnamese community I want to show the Vietnamese community this two people on very extreme sides of the conversation can have conversation we can of course and listen but that's not happening in our community anymore
1: and it's not going to happen because this is the agenda this But, but this has been planned
2: i'm on the other i'm on the other side there's no agenda for me other than expressing god is love and god is love means we need to sit and talk and we need to hang out and we need to hear each other and give time Okay. Not this but, is not the
1: platform. what, right what did now. God tell you in the Bible about what happens if you don't teach your kids?
2: You you know honestly, Kung, the, the only thing that I take from the Bible is John 16. That's the only one thing. Everything else for me, dudes did wrote it, it up for me. It's just you know I feel like there's a too, lot too of, much of
1: a fairy tale for you. Too no no no,
2: a- that's not what I'm saying. I think it's interpretation by men, <laughs> men who there was not nothing was written by women men who were close to jesus or some of these guys like were like two three generations down that wrote the bible right they, they weren't like direct descendants of jesus christ like paul
1: well the, the king james version is the closest that you'll yeah. get and, so, and why do you think they remember there's books that and books and books that were hidden
2: yeah there's hidden books and then there's were not that didn't make it we, have you have, have we can talk uh, a lot uh, Yeah, I'll go deep with this stuff. I'm
1: I'm just letting you know now. This is an agenda. I can I can send send me your number. I'll send you a a Telegram link. I, I even have my own group, very small group, and these are the people that are 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 woke. They 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 know what's going on. And I'm telling you right now. I'm and I'm telling all your listeners and I'm telling everyone the great deceiver is out there and we're living in revelations and jesus is coming soon there i said it there you have it believe it or not
2: fair enough and yeah and you know this is a place that we we've we we can have this discussion um and we we have and i and i do appreciate from where you come from and i um i'm still navigating you know, I've talked to a few of my friends about, like, because I don't have many guests that are uh, from the, the, you know, from your sort of religious camp, right? I, I you're the first person that I've ever had on, and uh, you know, it, it's a challenge to kind of navigate for me the, the, the conversation and how to make it still engaging between us and not shut the listeners off or not turning people off about, you know, either way where I go too hard or you go too hard, you know, it's, it's a balancing act that I'm still trying to figure out. And I enjoy the conversation with you greatly. And, and I, and I really do. And I hope that we have more of these, um, and find out a way that people from all different parts of the spectrum can sit together and have a conversation. And maybe it's not as hardcore as religion, And maybe we, we identify a lot cause I love the fight game and I want to learn more about your life in the fight game. And that's what I came for, right? The, I came for the UFC and the fighting stories and, but, and, you know, obviously this is a passion in your life right now. This is a lifestyle that you Hold on.
1: It's, it's always been a passion in my life without, I I've, I've always given God all the glory. I've always prayed to him before every single wrestling match
2: from day one. It was always like this huh? from
1: day one. I would, I remember as a kid, I had a little rosary during wrestling matches in between matches. I'm doing my rosaries. Wow. So like, so, but see, at that time I didn't understand because I was praying to win. I, now I have a relationship and I, and I understood and then, but I, I would talk like I was just a kid and I was free to talk. And even though no one answered, I felt like someone was listening. Right. And it went, and every time I won. I won and every time I lost, I took every loss as a, as a lesson. And then, so I've been close since I was young and now I'm even closer. I'm like, I'm at another, I feel like it's like what you put in, it's what you get out. Right. Right. Look at this heat wave. We're experiencing my wife and I, we, we literally went on, on, um, um, a Seven Eleven. We, we, it was a heat wave we woke up and we're like man we're, we're gonna get dressed up and and go out which is said, you know what we're, we're, we're gonna go to the beach and we're gonna go to the place we got married literally we prayed about it the whole monterey and carmel had a, a mist. we and then where we went where we got married there was like it's usually packed because it's the most amazing view there's people like we showed up there was four cars Three three of the cars are leaving, and before we showed up, literally, my wife and I we went to another beach where we got all baptized and we prayed there. Then we left when we came there. And when we prayed there, we just hope for fifteen minutes of just a place to ourselves so we can like read each other our things and you know and and kind of like you know be you know be get that connection with God. Yeah. And literally, the three cars left. We pulled in. We're getting our our little you know, water or packs. We walked in there. There was another car there, but no one was there. We literally was there for over an hour. And this is not normal. Then it, it, like it became dark and we walked back to the car and all of a sudden look, those other people were coming off the hiking trail. So we know like, wow, just for that, you did all that for us. And it was like scorching hot and sounds a, it's crazy. So, and a lot of these, Things happen for my wife and I. <clears throat> you ask and you receive. You seek and you find.
2: And that, what do you do I for... think
1: people are not seeking enough, yeah. and they and they don't have that relationship.
2: Well, what do you typically do for for a good time, like for fun? In for your fun, life?
1: go to the beach, hang out,
2: yeah. Pray. You, do you do you drink at all?
1: Uh, you know what? Um, I I don't drink. You know, uh, you know, to relax sometimes. Uh, I'll smoke some weed. Yeah, you know. So yeah. cool I'm
2: I'm glad to hear that. Right in the barn,
1: you know, and I'll smoke and just because I'm stressed. Yeah, or you know, want to relax after a hard day of training.
2: You know. Yeah, do, so. do you um? Do you still do? Do you have to do other things outside of the fight game to kind of like to exist? Uh, you know, money and stuff, or do you? But yeah,
1: I I I I do some private lessons. And then,
2: um, oh, but still in the fight game, though, right? I do more like for people who want to
1: defend themselves, or I do a lot of kids, you know. And I train a lot of kids and like privately, and then like you know, it's and for for me, like after I train, you know, um, and I make sure it's okay with their parents, if they, if, whether they're uh, religious or Buddhist or whatever. I still pray, and I pray the Father, and they all want to come in, and mm-hmm. every time I, I pray, there's there's people. Even at the tournament I took my son to. Yeah. There's majority of them because they 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 follow the Shaolin style, you know, they 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 might, you know, think, you know, you know, there's a lot of Buddhists there, but when I put hands in, everyone was in and we said a powerful prayer and and everyone was safe at the tournament. No one really Very got cool. like no one got carried out in the stretcher, you know. Yeah. So.
2: do do you still train hard?
1: Oh yeah, I train I still train hard.
2: And uh, what sort of like style or what, what do you do for training at, you know, at your, your stage in in life?
1: I I still lift weights, you know, um, I'll spar uh, with my privates or my son. And then, uh, you know, I, I I work a lot of drills with my, my wife and, and, uh, you know, we're, we're that family that we train together. And when my son fights, we corner him. And then when we go do exorcism, we're all in it together.
2: Could, can we talk about well, we'll get to exorcism because that's a yeah, yeah, I'm
1: not I'm not worried about jumping. In. I'm just letting you know what we yeah. do.
2: When you say you and your wife corner? Uh, can you explain to our listeners what that is?
1: Oh, so when my son fights, like when I used to fight, I would ha- always have a uh, three cornermans, right? One, someone who knows how to deal with cuts, someone who, you know, makes sure everything's right. And the other person's coaching. you, Right. So, so I coach my son my wife will you know give him water or you know
2: make sure he's right motivate
1: him and say you're doing a great job and you know like she's she she's like my voice is not as like deep as her so when i'll say it she'll say it louder and it'll get to my son because a lot of times people are cheering and there's like fans are going nuts so we gotta we gotta be loud and so she's she's definitely loud yeah, so
2: the reason i asked that question is that very thing it's like I always hear about this like cornering stuff, right? And I always wonder, because you, you, you hear it when you go to a fight, you can hear the corners giving instruction. How much instruction can a fighter actually absorb from their corner when they're in high-level stress situations?
1: It depends on the connection that you have with the fighter, right? If you're talking to the fighter, you're coaching the fighter, which I do, my son, and all my other fighters, I'm, I'm, I'm very hands-on. Right? I'll tell him, hey, take a deep breath. Look at me. I want to I want to see your eyes at me.
2: Mm. Take
1: a breath. Okay. Good. Okay. Your, your left hand's down. You're not throwing your left kick. Where's your jab? Establish that jab. Faint. And Where's we- your faint? Take that angle. Why are we standing in front of him? Take a de- deep breath. Go out there. Hit what's open and defend what's coming. Got it? Good. Take a deep breath. Let's go. Boom! Next round.
2: And does it get to the the fighter's mind? Do they are they able to implement? Oh yeah. See
1: what what you don't understand about fighters. They have when when you're in there and you and you're fighting at a very high level. You th- there's got to be some intelligence up there. Yeah. You got to be able to process, and you got to take at the same time slow down your heart rate, slow down your breath, and at the same and listen to your corner because if you don't listen to your corner. Things happen. I learned the hard way. I didn't listen in my corner. I ended up losing these matches.
2: You you, you know? can't be a dumb person to be winning or. To- no,
1: it's, it's not. You can be dumb and strong and win.
2: Really? But
1: when you get to the high, high level oh, guys high level. that know how to fight that have been in, not know how to fight everyone in the fight game knows how to fight, but have been in many wars and has a lot of experience, you know, it, those guys, those, those, those guys will pick apart those, uh, like the meatheads, you know,
2: when you think about your son and you obviously, as a parent, we know how intelligent, how self talented, how skilled. And when we look and we analyze their life and their future, and we're like, um, maybe like my daughter wants to be a singer. And I go, Hmm in my brain, I'm like, okay, I think you're here and maybe you have a shot to get to here, but to get to here is not really where the pay and the money, you know, you gotta get to here, but maybe they don't have it. Do you have those thoughts with your son or any of the fighters you work with?
1: Yeah, of course, like for me, because I'm very detailed, I'm gonna find out exactly what my fighter or my son truly wants. And if he truly wants to be a fighter and give it all he has, then then I give him all my knowledge and I guide him through it. And there's a saying, you know, and there's no wrong answer. Would you would you rather be wise or would you rather be smart? Right? There's no wrong answer, but most people pick. What would you pick?
2: I would pick wise. I mean, that's yeah. a no brainer. So w-
1: both parties we're we're gonna learn from our own mistakes. That's being wise. So we get the knowledge from. Our mistakes or things that we learn right but the smart ones will ask the wise one what they did and not make those same mistakes so he's being smart and wise Mm -hmm. right so so i always have those 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 talks with my son let's be smart about this and let's learn from all these other fighters look at the mistake he did here look at all these mistakes these fighters made let's avoid them how do we avoid them let's implement these game plans. So you're not even in these positions. So we, 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 we got to manipulate these things. But of course now with all the experience I've had over the years and I'm coaching my son, I'm, I'm even better now. So it's, it's, it's a big benefit for him. And, and, you know, like, and my other son, he's like, he's in real estate. You know, I tell him, you got to go after it. Like you're, you know, it's that hunger. It's just like training. You train, you do good in training, the same effort, in your training it has to go out there in your your business and your everything that you do in life you know
2: But you know we we got to see our mom and dad and uh, these people struggle right the previous generation of the vietnamese we got to see these people like work two three jobs and scrub toilets i mean we we saw them really get on their hands and knees for us and they would remind us our kids are not seeing that, and they have beautiful homes, and they're living in comfortable situations. Do you think that they will ever be as hungry as you and I?
1: I can't speak for them. But, um, I mean, there, there's a different level of being hungry, you know? But, like, like um, for, for for me, I think my son will be because I'm the one giving him examples and showing him through, you know, practice what you preach. I'm doing it with him Mm. or he's seen me do it. So he's, he's seen it. But like, I think that's the biggest problem these days is that parents need to be a little bit more involved
2: with their kids. That's a big problem. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean,
2: I don't care.
1: People don't care. It's all about everyone's so, Stuff to selfish ways and and it's, it's hard to see through that 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 layer
2: i mean sometimes i'm sitting with my kids and i'm on my phone you know and i'm like what am i doing i catch myself all the time i'm like on my phone i'm looking at social media shit that's not even important and i gotta like consciously i mean and i'm thinking to myself if i at this age and this aware I'm having trouble with this addiction with things that matter the most, my children. I can't imagine how young people are dealing with this shit.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, there's kids that run into things because they're on their phone. you know what I mean, or I, there's some that playing a game and walk off a, a cliff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how bad it is now. and you know, like I said, everything's an agenda. Sorry to say it, but
2: it's it's the truth. yep, the agenda is money. lot of money uh, especially with the social media stuff now let me let me ask you this Uh, i want to cross over into the exorcist uh exorcism game are there any comparisons um and we'll get into you know you know how you got into it but i want to know right off the bat are there comparisons when you practice exorcism to the fight game
1: oh yeah the the biggest the biggest thing is like before you're getting ready to go fight And you're in that zone. It's like before when we know we're going to do an exorcism, we get in that zone. But at the same time, the biggest difference is I don't stay like tense because that's that's what that that's what you know will tire you out. For for me, I know it's coming. The fight's gonna come, it's gonna happen. And and I'm in prayer up until I fight. Same thing. I'm in prayer. And when I'm in prayer, I'm happy. I'm good. I'm connected. Then when I'm at that fight, I already know that because the the, the two biggest thing here is when I go into a fight, I believe I'm going to win, but I don't know because anything could happen Yeah. when I'm in this fight, I know it's going to be scary, but I know I'm going to win because I'm not doing anything except, except be the vessel there and say my prayers and, you know, sit, sit command it in, uh, in authority. So it's all my faith and all the Lord's doing. So I'm just there as a
2: vessel kit. Can you walk me through the moment from the moment you get a phone call that this is something that you need to show up to, to the very end?
1: Um, I can do a quick breakdown, Yeah, uh, going back to, um, this is when I've never done an exorcism. Uh, I, I had a buddy of mine call me because I just started my uh, mother-in-law and my wife's uh, Instagram called Spiritual Battles Worldwide. And then uh, the first week you we posted her talking about her 400 plus exorcisms that she's done, and they've all been successful. And all of a sudden, a couple posts, uh, I added a couple more posts about Ouija boards, stay away from Ouija boards. And thing I know my, my buddy calls me, and this was like, like 8.30 at night. And by the time nine o'clock came around, my mother-in-law knew that we had to get down there, and it was three hours away, three and a half hours to Pebble Beach. So we drove all the way down there, and literally everything that that my um, that my uh, my mother-in-law told me that would happen happened. Like if something knocks at the door, don't open it; no one's there. If the smell is really rotten, just walk away and start praying. If it smells like burning. Don't worry, your house is not burning down. The house is not burning down, right? Everything happened. Then, when I truly saw my first exorcism and what it knew, I mean, at the time, only four people knew that my wife was pregnant. It's her, myself, uh, my son, and and uh, her mom. And during a during a. Um, during a, a prayer, you know when the person turned uh literally uh, came up and said, "I'm gonna eat that baby of yours <sighs> crawled up in a weird way, then started doing weird stuff, bending backwards and it's all it at that time i was i was definitely i, I was it was like my words were like you just frozen, you know. Like deer in headlights, right? My mother-in-law's. like, close the door. My job was to keep keep um, her fiance away from the group. So my mother-in-law did it outside in the backyard, and of course, my buddies all. Oh, it's like he's all my ne- My all my neighbors are gonna think I'm crazy. I'm all you better hope the cops don't come. That's how loud it got, you know. So, that, I'm, just from that. And, and then after the next day, um after my mother-law cast and my mother-law and wife cast out eight demons, they sent us a picture because they ended up putting us at a hotel because we we were done like at four in the morning, right? We got a picture of a, her her bow tie and her hair was a number eight. We have the picture. And before we came, there's a letter that he took out of her journal that already told us that that um we that, that already knew that we were coming and it was going to take our soul too. So, I mean, it was like, like literally that, that was like the devil himself talking to
2: us. No, no, all these threats that you get, like taking your soul and, you know, your baby and all these threats, uh, is there a possibility that it can happen? No, no. Then it's just empty threats from empty threats, but if you them. believe it,
1: that gives them more strength. They feed off fear. And they feed off their lies. And the more you believe, the more strong they get. That's
2: how, how many have you gone through now? Well, in,
1: in cases like demonic attachment stuff, I say about thirty with them. But like on their they they from four hundred, they apply they're close to five hundred now.
2: 500. There's, <laughs> there's more happening than just demonic attachments.
1: Oh yeah. So there's well, right now the demons are more aggressive than ever. But at the same time, when there's two or more that gathers in God Almighty's name, God's in the midst. So, be when when the first exorcism I saw, it was just uh, her, uh, my mother-in-law, and my wife, and they cast out eight demons, and she looked crazy, right? I mean, but lately, when now I'm involved, and there's me. My son, my wife, my, and we all put hands on them, and we all pray. And it's we're it's so powerful that the demon don't even get a chance to fight. It's out because we're created in God, God's likeness, and and we're in in His image. So that's that's what a lot of people don't realize how powerful they are. And what what do you think? What's going on? You know, like chemtrails. And gmo foods and everything in our water there's a reason for everything
2: now the the uh the possessed subject when you guys are fully have released the demonic uh, attachment do they go back to normal lives and become regular people again or 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 are their souls or their psychology is it compromised for the rest of their life
1: no once they get uh like if it's a successful exorcism it, put put it this way the our last exorcism it was in um corona california we went on and we when, as we were walking up because we like to park we like to park our vehicles far away so because the the demons they have power over electrical and they can ruin your vehicle and do certain stuff to it um but we were walking up and this girl was in a wheelchair and already covering her ears and shaking. And soon as I I didn't expect we we're gonna start, right? My my mother in law came there, smacked the, the 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 cross on her head and started praying. And we all put hands on her, we all started praying. And then when it was done, my mother in law says, anoint her. And I saw like that big imprint of the cross. It was hard not to look at it. And I was like trying not to look at you know the eyes because if it's still there, you never want to look at it in the eyes, right? So, um, but after we we're done, every single one of her member, like her family, who was there, was affected because they always try to help her because she, you know, she goes into seizures and stuff like that. So they try to help her. So they are all affected by this demonic or multiple entities. And so, but when we were done, we cleanse the house, we cast out everything in the house, we cast out everything for them all their attachments she was walking she didn't need a wheelchair so things like that happen and and then then after you know we're we we end up going off uh you know we we, we go off and uh we work, work on the next uh you know wow. whoever else needs help that's how it works
2: you know um i I remember you, back in the day when you were in your acting mode, um, you were talking and working with another director named Ham, Ham Jung. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
2: I don't know if you remember uh, Ham. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think he had a, a project called Boiling Point or something yeah, like
2: that. That's right. Boiling Point. It was a script that was uh, I remember that you guys were in negotiation and trying to work, work the deal out. Um, I don't know if you know this, because Bowling Point was an action movie, film, um, action film, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if you know this, but that director is very much into this, you know, he's very into the horror. He's very much into exorcism and the stories that happen in, in the supernatural space. And I told him about you and, uh, you know, our, our conversations, and he was like, very surprised because obviously we all know you through ufc fighting and that serious high level game um and i can't imagine this being anything less than high level for you right like you're approaching this with the same seriousness and the same tenacity that that you would with oh
1: yeah oh yeah like when you cast out demons you have to be a. you gotta have authority because Psalms 91 you know you have authority to tread upon the lion and the adder
2: yeah so. it's, yeah maybe in a few more episodes down the road we'll do just maybe a podcast just about exorcism and maybe have ham on to we'll both kind of ask you questions because it's a okay, very yeah
1: sure no fascinating,
2: yeah would you be open to that Yep, totally very fascinating uh conversation um about exorcism and, and how you got into it. And I'm sure there's so many. Do you document and video any of this stuff?
1: We have a lot of documents. We have some videos um, just, you know, uh, upon personal request, We do it for like educational purposes. Um, you know, um, some people don't want us to of course. use it, but some don't mind. So we're, we're thinking about putting a show together. I, I actually have a showrunner. Uh, he's out in L.A. He, he He's directed. And produce uh, my American family. So he's 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 very uh, he's a very devout uh, you know follower of, of you know Jesus Christ. So
2: um, got it. And and there's no money exchange with exorcisms, right? Not for us. Yeah. Well, I don't take a minute to to let that soak in. You do all of that for free. Yeah. And why not take money or why not be? What, what is it against the practice of exorcism that you can't take money in the
1: Bible? It says, don't take money. And they offer you food, take it. If they um, offer you a place to stay, stay. So you don't have to spend money to stay somewhere else. And then, uh, and then, uh, you know, um, so sometimes we'll, you know, um, like, um, for gas money, you know, I, we, we, with the, the demand now we might have to ask for some gas money, but like, other than that, um, we, we, we don't want to. We want to do everything as the book tells us to do.
2: Right. And then what about um, false alarms, where people think that there's a demonic possession, but there is no Oh, not. they have
1: to answer a bunch of questions, and uh-huh. we would know right away.
2: What, what's the questions, if you don't mind, like some of the questions?
1: The, the normal question is, have you played with the Ouija board? Have you talked to anyone, like, you know, the tarot the card holders yeah. or the, the, the mediums? Uh, and then uh, have have you uh, dabbled in witchcraft therapy or is anyone potentially cursing you and what are your symptoms? What do you feel? Tell and uh, explain. And so they have to answer all these questions. Then we get on the phone with them and we talk to them. And right away, like now that I've had so much experience, I can tell I, we, we, we've we talked to about 15, 20 people that think they had something and there was nothing going on, but we, we, we found that out really fast, you know? Yeah. But you know, like the crazy thing is like, my, my mother-in-law has been saying it for a long time. The devil doesn't want people he already has. He wants people of God. He wants people that, that is on that line of like, you know, like I'm going to commit to God all the way or, or, you know, like they're confused. It's, it's, the, they, they're looking for anyone that they can, that that they, that that they can swindle it's it's just crazy it, like you can see it happen to a lot of just innocent people that don't understand a lot of it's people like their friends are playing with the ouija board and they're in the same room but they're not playing but they're the weakest in the room so the attachment goes on them you know um a, a lot of like single moms or single dads end up saying I feel something and right away we know they're not after you. They're just making you weak so they can go after your kid. Because when you're that weak and you're all messed up, you can't help your kid.
2: What what is the ultimate goal of the demons if you never get to them, right? If your team doesn't get to uh, to exercise a person what happens over time with these people?
1: Actually, um, we we've had witchcraft cases where people got cursed. Um, we we we've had uh, people's kids who are like on the borderline, and we prayed on the phone all for them. Or after we get off the phone with them, we get their names and everything about them, and we 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 all all put our hands together the four of us and we pray we pray to the father in jesus christ's name and then then we check up on them and usually within three days they they're like my life then now now a lot of them they're calling hey should i uh i just met someone we're like whoa slow down just seek god first before you start looking for a relationship right so a lot of people don't understand oh i'm free now i I feel great i want to go do things no, don't don't jump into a relationship. The relationship needs to be built with the father. He just saved you from a demon. It's not us. It's the father and the son. We're just there. We're just a vessel. That's it. We don't take any credit for it.
2: You you That's know, it. the reason I, I do listen to these stories and, and have belief that uh, there is some reality to all of this is because, again, if you go to thousands of years of human culture... You see possessions, you see all of these type of stories, good and evil, and you see people, shamans, or you see, you know, in your your case, uh, people who are exercising. This is a reality. I think that happens Then we can't really explain it yet in terms of like quantum physics or, you know, uh, in a physical manifestation in theory, we can't really talk about it entirely.
1: I, I think the easiest thing is, right? A lot of people say well i don't believe in god or i don't believe in the devil but do you see the air you breathe do you believe in air how do you think the air got here
2: yeah you know, i mean yeah you're entirely right there's science like quantum physics right now which is like computers uh, quantum computers that are happening like They're turning an object this way and it's going another way at the same time in another part of the world. That's not, nothing's connected. People, scientists don't even understand how that's happening yet. If that's going on to me, this is the way I look at it. If that's going on right now and the air you breathe and you can't explain it as, you know, a hundred years ago, we can explain it. Now we can explain it. This, all this other paranormal supernatural stuff, it will be explained one day. I think it'll be. Hey,
1: do one research for me. See where funding from NASA is coming from. Then you'll know what science is all about. Science was, remember, I got to say, because we read a lot of the the the, the 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 lost books or whatever they call it. Man, the things that the devil did to Adam and Eve, then you'll understand how he got his ideas of everything that's going on. It it all started back then. And uh, like, I think there's a there's a boiling point for our father. And I truly believe Jesus is coming back soon. Like their agenda is 2030. Right? That's their agenda. That we will all have nothing but be happy. That's what the elites, the new world order, and everyone will be chipped. And at one point, look at uh, why would these stones have to manage the population at 500 million people. Why would they even have it on there? You know, who put it on there, right? The, like the, I think the masons and all these groups, the rock rock or Rockefellers or whatever they are, they, they, they serve one God, which is, you know, the devil, not even a God. A lot of people don't even know what, a, what the devil is. Everyone thinks he's like an archangel. Do, do, do you know what the devil is
2: i mean biblically it's lucifer who you know uh came down from from heaven he was where was lucifer before on the right, that
1: when he was on, he the, was right on the right
2: side right side of G, of god he was god's right hand man he was the he, he was a
1: cherub light with four faces that's like the highest angel there it's a cherub he 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 guarded god's throne you know and and so he, now he's got the name ancient full of mankind the ugly uh dragon the serpent you know the creator of all sins so if you look at it there would not be no sin if the devil didn't do all he did i'm just
2: yeah and i look like, again i appreciate the conversation today and thank you so yeah. much i feel like uh as i said you know every conversation with you will get more enriched it'll get more uh you know we'll find our flow and i would love to have you back on and maybe have another guest uh sometimes like ham sure no um, problem exorcism yeah. and stuff like that but for the most part you know we have another seven years to 2030 and we're going to keep tracking this you and you and me on this show thank you so much yeah. kung I, I really appreciate your time and um, your, you know, the, all of the work that you've done in, in, in your your world. And, you know, it uh, reflects greatly on part of the tapestry of the Vietnamese culture. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Vietnamese with Kenneth Nguyen. The Vietnamese is produced by Brittany Tran. Special thanks to Jane Nguyen, Catherine Nguyen, Tina Pham, Sidney Jamie, and Christo Trinh. Please find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at The Vietnamese Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, where you can subscribe, like, and comment. Please rate and give us a review wherever you find our podcasts. Thanks again for listening.